We've gotten our first look at new quarterback Deshaun Watson, new wide receiver Amari Cooper during the Browns' first session of organized team activities this week. We'll give some thoughts here on Browns' best scenario possible at draft pick number 44. John Costco from PFF comes in to talk a little bit about the Browns' new additions in Isaac Rochelle, Stephen Weatherly, and wide receiver Javon Wims. All that and more on your latest Locked on Browns. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns podcast, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open. We appreciate everybody. Makes Lockdown Browns their first listen every single day, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you're following. Subscribe to the Lockdown Browns podcast, five star ratings written reviews. Uh, Browns signed some players here. Um, Isaac Rochelle, Javon Wims, Stephen Weatherly. Um, we're going to break down those players a little bit later in the show here with John Costco. We're going to get some thoughts from John. Some draft thoughts here. Jaguars at number one overall. What position may be in line for a run of players in round one come April 28th? Eighth in the first round of the 2022 NFL Draft from Las Vegas. Uh, we've gotten to OTAs this week, so we've gotten to see you know our first look of you know Deshaun Watson, Amari Cooper, donning Cleveland Browns gear, um, those hats with the 1946 on it. I don't know where to get them, but um, if anybody can find the link, please send it to me. Those hats are absolutely fantastic. You know, with OTAs this week, you know we've gotten you know to see the new newer players come into the building. We've got to see the Browns go um, basically uh, on a praising tour of Don of Denzel Ward after the signing of his contract extension, uh, speaking so well of the player, of his efforts on the field, certainly Denzel Ward's efforts within the community where he's a fixture. There are a lot of good things Denzel Ward does, all part of why the Browns were confident in re-signing him for the long term. And again, congratulations to Denzel Ward. Currently, your highest paid NFL quarterback one week away from the 2022 NFL draft. As it sits now, of course, you know, the Browns without a selection in the first round. I uh, do want to get to this here real quick. Uh, I know Browns fans are loving discussing Debo Samuel and not a knock on Debo Samuel, the player. I just don't know what ammunition the Browns would have to make a move for said player in Debo Samuel. Um, you know, to bring Debo in, it's going to cost you 10 times more than it cost you on what was a beautiful move to get Amari Cooper into the building. Um, certainly has been the year of the wide receiver as far as the NFL offseason. A lot of transition, a lot of players moving on, a lot of players getting, you know, brand new, big, fat, lengthy, expensive contracts. Debo Samuel, great player. I don't know how it works as far as the Browns are concerned. Uh, I just don't see it. A lot of questions about Debo Samuel and his usage. Um, I'm assuming that Debo Samuel is probably not a huge fan of the amount of run he's getting at the running back position. 
which is understandable. The longevity, the physicality, the hits you take certainly shortens an NFL life, which is probably one reason why Debo Samuel is looking for more money. If I'm going to be played in that capacity and putting myself you know, on the line for more hits, more punishment, and possibly you know, shortening the length of his NFL career, if I'm Debo Samuel, I want every single penny, and I want it now. As far as the Browns' first selection, which would come Friday, April 29th, pick 44, uh, we keep going through these scenarios as far as, you know, what would be available and what is most important to what the Browns' current needs are on the roster. Um, you can't get away from the edge rusher position. Um, you know, two edge rushers brought in this week. Um, again, these are fringe players. Question, you know, I mean, I would put their odds at a high percentage that they do not make the Browns final roster. But you want bodies in here. You want to be able to do team drills. You want to do be able to do these types of things in OTAs. And the Browns had to get some guys in here for that. Um, yeah, I'm sure for some people, it's maybe you know raise some concerns about you know what is the future? Is there a future with Jadavian Clowney going further for this team? I don't think anything's changed in that capacity. We said all along. With Jadavian, it was going to be a waiting game. He is not wired like other NFL players. That's just not the way Jadavian Clowney does things. Um, you know, certainly beats to his own drummer. Um, so, you know, we sit, we wait, and we hope that it'll all work out with Jadavian Clowney long-term. Defensive tackle, I believe there's veterans that they're interested in. Um, I think those veterans, maybe Akeem Hicks being one of them, are in the same type of boat as Jadavian Clowney, uh, trying to enjoy the offseason as long as possible before they have to fire up older bodies and get ready for the rigors of an NFL season. Uh, Jarvis Landry did spend some time with the New Orleans Saints, see if that pans out. Still, I do believe there's a strong possibility of a Jarvis Landry return to Cleveland. The Browns know him best. The Browns are most comfortable with him for Jarvis Landry. It's going to be about, you know, whether he's comfortable with the money being offered. Um, you know, I'm sure there'll be, you know, a minimal base salary with, you know, incentives attached to it. Certainly something that can still work between the Browns and Jarvis Landry going further. But pick 44, you're going to look at the edge position and you're going to look at the wide receiver position. Um, we're going to get to that a little bit more with John Costco. My thoughts on maybe why defensive tackle doesn't work there. Um, but players like George Pickens, players like Jahan Dotson, players like Christian Watson. Um, it's going to come down to the wide receivers and when the run starts. Um, there's ideal scenarios for the Browns at pick 44 at the wide receiver position. Um, you know, I think any one of these guys can come in and fit the bill. They all win in different ways in the NFL, but these are players that certainly can contribute to the Browns right away. Won't, don't have to come in, be a wide receiver one. Amari Cooper's got that handled. You've got a group of guys that all can contribute. Donovan Peoples-Jones um, looking for Anthony Schwartz to have a bounce back, of course, um, you know, Jakeem Grant, whatever the role might be there for him, if it is more than just being a return man, we'll see how that plays out. The edge rusher position, and this is going to be paramount. And again, this is regardless of whether or not Jadavian Clowney re-signs here with this team. They're going to need more guys at that position. Um, the Browns want to be able to rotate. They want to be able to go small in nickel and dime. You know you can put Jadavian Clowney on the inside. You know you can put Miles Garrett on the outside. This is something they, on the inside, rather, with Miles. This is something where you don't want to take 
a rookie put something on his plate that he's necessarily never done. So pick 44 for the Browns, I would say right now it is wide receiver. It's edge. We're going to have to see the way round one plays out and then see if there's a player that maybe the Browns, you know, can get to fall to them at 44. Or do they make an effort? Do they make an attempt to jump up and pounce somebody in round two that they covet? A la Jeremiah Usu Koromoa last year. The Browns, the cap position right now looks really, really solid where they're at. They still have the Baker Mayfield card to play when, in fact, that does go down. I am not so sure. Maybe it goes down during the draft. Maybe it goes down after the draft when a team did not end up with a quarterback like they were hoping. I think the Carolina Panthers and Baker Mayfield make a ton of sense. I don't think Matt Rule is in a position where he can afford to gamble on a rookie. I don't think the Panthers, even though they gave him a lengthy, lengthy contract, are going to give Matt Rule that kind of time. Um, and maybe Baker Mayfield with a combination of a left tackle at six, hopefully a healthy Christian McCaffrey, uh, gives the Panthers a chance to rise in the NFC South. So if it were me, I would say Baker Mayfield. I'm not too concerned about what the draft choice compensation is. I think more it is about the financial compensation, maybe how much the Browns are going to have to pay Baker Mayfield to essentially go be the quarterback for somebody else in the twenty. 22 season. John Costco, we're going to pop in here. We'll talk about the newly acquired players. We're going to take you through some draft day scenarios come round one and some other NFL draft thoughts with John. Stick around. All that coming on the latest Locked on Browns. A Athletic Greens. Um, I've started taking this um, about a month now. Um, I was looking for a, a way for my body to be awake more in the morning, I get up in the morning, I get up early. Obviously I have two daughters. We got to get those ready for them ready for school, but it takes a while for the motor to get going. So I've been using uh, this product obviously to get myself get going. I, I notice I'm more clear. I think quicker, um, you know, after my, you know, I take it before my coffee. So with that, I get my coffee into my system. Uh, AG one, I'm absorbing 75 high quality vitamins and minerals. Whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and added adaptions, all to help my day right. This special blend of ingredients supports my gut health, my nervous system, my immune system, my energy. I'm able to recover faster. I'm focusing quicker. And look, guys, I ain't getting any younger, and it feels like it's helping a little bit with war with that. I've suggested it. My wife has actually started taking it a couple of weeks ago. It seems to be working for her. It seems to be getting her going earlier in the day. She works in a high school, so she's got to be on her game early. It's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it contains less than one gram of sugar. No GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good. Supports better sleep quality, recovery, supports mental clarity, and alertness is the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with the constant product iterations and third-party testing. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplemental routine to recover. It cost him almost $100 a day. He created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an optimal, optimal nutritional routine on his own. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews, recommended by professional athletes, trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. 
Athletic Greens, I highly recommend right now. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Athletic Greens. All you have to do, visit athleticgreens.com, NFL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NBA playoffs and the start of the MLB season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs esports, and more. Head to the website today to or, use, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome back. And as I said, we are going to have John Costco in here from PFF. Obviously, the Browns with some late additions here to the roster this week um, in order basically to get through OTAs. But we appreciate everybody who makes Locked On Browns their first listen day in, day out. From PFF, Mr. John Costco. John, first things first, uh, a week away from the 2022 NFL draft. How are we holding up, John? Are we uh, doing all right, buddy? Yeah, we're, we're doing all right. Just uh, chugging along. Just can't wait for next week to be here. How about you? Uh, no doubt. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's the same scenario here. And like, as I said, guys, there, there are some change coming to the show soon enough. Um, and we'll get into more detail, all that when it happens. Um, but still, a lot of work to be done here as we close out April every year like we do with the tw- well, this year, the 2022 NFL draft coverage. Um, but the Browns, obviously, you know, some interest in a player like Jadavian Clowney, maybe some interest in a veteran defensive tackle, Akeem Hicks. Uh, still some flirtations back and forth between the camp of Jarvis Landry and the Cleveland Browns. Um, none of that definitive right now. But, John, you got to get through OTAs, which means, you know, the Browns needed some bodies in the building. Um, so some moves made here in the last couple of days, and we're going to go through these players. I mean, again, nothing of any significance. Um, but, you know, you want to be able to have as many people in here, give as many people an opportunity to, you know, basically show their worth, you know, show their all. Um, Browns bring in veteran defensive end Stephen Witherly, most formerly of of the Denver Broncos, former seventh-round pick. But this player, it's bounced around the NFL. Uh, we've talked about this, you know, a, a ton here. You know, the depth of the Browns' defensive end position was going to get changed, was going to get flipped one way or another. Again, any of these guys we're about to discuss, there's no guarantee that they are roster locks. Um, but they're here with an opportunity. Stephen Weatherly, defensive end, brought in from the Broncos. Yeah, he's, he's a body for, for the offseason um, with NFL experience that you think that can – maybe make the back end of the roster and come training camp time if you you're not able to to add some of the edge pieces that you want but i mean he's a guy that's been in the the league six years um vikings four years panthers one year broncos another his his best season was in 2018 at a 66.9 uh overall grade um and then he's been basically in the in the 50s pretty much the rest of his fifties and forties, the rest of his career. So like you're talking about a guy that uh, you don't want to have to play a significant number of snaps to because he uh, hits across the border, just kind of poor. I think there's a part of this is that, you know, he's from Minnesota and there's a good contingency of Minnesota people on this staff and they, they have some familiarity with him. So they, they maybe like his work ethic and they know the type of person he is. So they bring him in for, for uh, off season body. 
on the fold here again, veteran defensive end. Uh, another move made yesterday. I maybe went down later Tuesday night as far as maybe, you know, we live in this world now where players break the news essentially themselves. Uh, another defensive end brought in former uh, San Diego, former Los Angeles Charger. Uh, and Rusher Isaac Rochelle, former seventh round pick out of Notre Dame. Um, this same thing here, John, same type of thing here. And I think with both of these players, maybe the propensity has been that maybe they're a little bit more thicker stout versus the run than as opposed to true natural pass rushers. Yeah. I mean, Rochelle is, you know, he's 280, so he's not a, um, he's not a small defensive end by any means. Right. So um, you, you'd hope that he's going to be a little bit holded up against the run though. Again, just like Weatherly his, I mean, he doesn't even have a, a grade of a season grade into the, to the sixties. He's all been in the fifties in this, in his five seasons that he's played in the NFL. Um, you know, again, a, a seventh round, former seventh round pick and not a guy that you're going to be excited about. So uh, I think another camp body, you know, off season body with, NFL experience that you, you know, you may be competing for that final, maybe rotational spot, um, probably with, with Stephen Weatherly, because I, I would assume they're going to add a, a draft pick of an edge defender. And, you know, we'll get probably a couple more, you know, either Jadavion Clowney or maybe some uh, some lesser, cheaper guys that are still out there. So, yeah, just another another guy just like Stephen Weatherly. Um, now, the Ravens earlier this week had released wide receiver Miles Boykin. We had talked a little bit here. We thought maybe there was a possibility the Browns would have interest in that player. Uh, good size, good athletic profile. Eventually, Pittsburgh Steelers pulled the trigger. So, Miles Boykin's going there. Javon Wims signed yesterday, former wide receiver from the Chicago Bears, formerly uh, you know, plays college ball down at Georgia. It was a seventh-round pick in his draft class. There were – Javon Wims had a fan. He, he had a fan base when he was going through his draft cycle. Um, you know, I know a lot of people get, you know, it still go with this old route of certain schools don't produce certain players at certain positions. And obviously the track record at Georgia for the wide receiver position hasn't been outstanding. Um, we think there's good chance that's going to get rectified, um, in the next week or so with Mr. George Pickens coming out of Georgia. Uh, but yes, John, sir. Javon Wibbs and John personally, there we go. John, and just remember John Costco, big, big start of the George Pickens fan club. Javon Wibbs, first thing that stands out, body, uh, you know, plus size at the position. Um, it really, really hard to just, you know, to decipher what went down, you know, with the Bears. Um, you know, the passing game, obviously, just absolutely terrible. The last couple of years, he was not part of this Bears team in 2021 with Justin Fields. Not, not that I doubt it would have made much of a difference here. Um, but yet, yeah, bringing somebody in here, with experience, there is a chance Javon Wims can push some people possibly down the line here. But again, this is another situation of, you know, getting an old familiar face in a new place and hopefully you can get a little bit more out of the guy than the last team did. Yeah, I think, I think it's, again, just like these other signings that have happened recently is get a body in there and see what you get with a veteran um, that has some experience in the league. Um, like you said, I mean, he's a big body, right? 6'3", 215 um type guy he, he has good enough speed you know he ran a 10 split in 156 uh 40 yard and 453 so it's not as if he's unathletic by any means um he, but he would be a guy that you could have as that you know potential vertical threat on the outside if you know in a, in a few places here and there so uh you know I, great grade wise it's, it's been in the in the 50s again so it's a guy that maybe with a good quarterback play could actually be you know, fully realized. And, uh, you know, we'll, again, we'll have to see because I would expect them to 
to be adding a a George Pickens type type player in the draft. Um, and you know, I don't they're not done at that wide receiver position. And look, the Browns are going to be in a difficult scenario here. Um, look, of the picks, yes, the Browns still hold seven selections here. Three of them are in the 200s. I mean, you literally you know, can basically punt on those and looking at the way this roster is currently constructed. I don't know if there's a guarantee that anybody drafted in the 200s is going to be an automatic lock to make this team even with the best summer possible. Then you get into the fact of it's four picks within the top 18. The Browns obviously still do have needs on paper. Maybe there are some, you know, wink, wink behind the, you know, behind the behind closed doors agreements on players coming. Um, you know, I don't think Jadavian Clowney has inter- any interest in participating in the spring. Um, Akeem Hicks, an older player, Jarvis Landry, probably still thoughts holding out for some sort of a better offer um, financially, which you know, almost two months into this now. I, don't think that's coming for Jarvis Landry and maybe understandably so, you know, with some injury riddled uh, production value, you know, hurt seasons the last two years for Jarvis Landry, but Browns need bodies in here. And when you're drafting your first pick at 44, you got four picks within the top 118. There's no real guarantee on exactly where you can hit. So the Browns have to do some due diligence for the time being before they can maybe find players to beat out said veterans that have been brought in this week. want to get to just some general overall draft questions while we have John in the house. We're going to do that here as we continue on Locked on Browns. Everybody knows the folks at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions? Is your Honda Odyssey an LX or an EX, V6 or a V6 Turbo? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer. Choosing the only brands their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home. And in your pocket, save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low, and they're the same for customers or for individual chain stores. They have everything you could need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Continuing here with John Costco from PFF. John, with a draft without a quarterback headliner, like essentially we are going through this year, um, you know, there's still, I think there's still speculation as far as the number one overall selection for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Do you go with the player that you know Aiden Hutchinson is? And if you guys haven't checked it out through PFF, they are doing, um, you know, basically a biography series with Aiden Hutchinson through the draft process, which to this point absolutely has been fantastic. Um, There are still some rumors floating around, you know, are the Jaguars maybe looking at possibly the unicorn and a player like Trayvon Walker with the possibility of maybe getting more from Trayvon Walker than anybody has seen to this point. Um, You know, for the Jaguars, look, this is an important selection here. You think you have your guy at the quarterback position. Hopefully you have the structure in place now for Trevor Lawrence after the Urban Meyer absolute just debacle um, but with a player like this, look, do you go the route where you know what Aiden Hutchinson is? You can pencil Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson in. You know what you have for the next five to eight years. Or is a flirtation for a player like Trayvon Walker where maybe you can get him to one more level, take this uber athlete, 
get coach him up, get him to a level where he can perform maybe more commensurate with a number with what would be a number one overall pick. Jacksonville with a week to go, still got some questions. Yeah, I mean, ideally they would want to trade out of this spot and and you know accumulate picks and. <laughs> And whatnot for, for that them. phone. But, that phone ain't ringing. That, that phone, phone ain't ringing. Right. You don't. You don't trade up in. You know. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson's not a Miles Garrett, right? Like, if in a class with like a Miles Garrett, you would have teams going to try to trade up for like a Miles Garrett when there's not a quarterback there. But like, you don't really trade up for uh, non-quarterback positions in, in the draft. And so they're, they're not going to be able to do that. Um, I, in my opinion, yeah, I, I'd be taking like Aiden Hutchinson. You know, he's the surefire thing at that position. You don't – you the it's awful to be able to, to miss on that. And like Trayvon Walker's – like, you know, you're talking about from a grade perspective, Aiden Hutchinson had a 94.5 grade this year. Trayvon Walker was a 70.5. And I get like the the, the pure athleticism. The I mean, he's an absolute <laughs> specimen. Like – that what you, he did at the combine and his, his ability is like, you know, like unquestionable, like, like all time great what he did at, at the combine, but that doesn't, it didn't translate to production at, on the field for Georgia. And I get that Georgia had, has had a little bit of a weird scheme in, in a sense. And he's, he shows flashes of what he can do, but like Aiden Hutchinson shows those plays like on a much more consistent basis. And to me, that's what matters. And I, I'm go I'd be going with the, the surefire thing, if Aiden, you know, Aiden Hutchinson might be a top ten edge defender in the NFL, which is is, I mean, that's what you want out of number one pick. Trayvon Walker could be a top three, but he also could be a guy that's just middle of the pack, right? Because the athleticism is there, but the production isn't, and you just hope that the production matches that and the, the technique that he can be taught. So, I, I mean, my opinion, you you go with Aiden Hutchinson. Well, the difficult spot here for the Jaguars is, is whichever one of these guys you go with, you're basically counting on them to come in, anchor, be the star of your defense uh, with Trayvon Walker. Obviously, you have not you know, seen you know, that type of player yet, which certainly makes it a gamble. Um, you know, in a perfect world, in a normal perfect draft class is, you know, Aiden Hutchinson. We're, we're talking about somebody in contention for this number one overall pick. Most likely not. But, you know, look, you're the Jaguars. You've got to make a selection and you've got to get whoever you think is going to be the guy that's going to come in right away and get it done. So in that, if that's the case, and, you know, basically the way it is for Jacksonville in a team that needs to climb out of the basement of the AFC South, Aiden Hutchinson should be your number one overall selection a week from now to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Go ahead, John. You, you know what they should do is that they should take a cornerback because it's more important. They should they should buck the trend of all this that it's like, well, if there's not a quarterback, you take an offense tackle or an edge rusher because they're the safe pick. But like, is anybody really safe? Go with go with Sauce Gardner, in my opinion. Why not? He he's well, like, if you he look gave at- up he right. gave up zero touchdowns in his career and surrendered just 131 yards this past season in 14 games. So I don't know. Like that's pretty good. That's pretty pretty good. good. And if you think about it, a lot of long dude, like presses for days. The thing. And if you think about mostly of, you know, and look, you know, this is a team and, you know, it seems like it was so long ago now, a team that obviously played in the AFC championship game. Um, And part of when this team started to unravel is when you took Jalen Ramsey and you sent him out to Los Angeles and, you know, look, um, certain defenses, certain teams in the NFL, Cleveland Browns, one of them having that guy that you can count on as being your cornerback number one, certainly isn't the worst far-fetched idea. That being said, John, um, 
there's always going to be a run, a positional run here that affects the way that any draft class goes. This year, it could be obviously the quarterback class in round one. It could be the wide receiver class in round one. It could maybe be where the safety class, a couple of names start getting called late in round one. Because I think these guys athletically, um, as far as production, as far as position versatility, I think that is certainly a case here. Which of these positional groups do you think could be the one that could maybe change the landscape of late round one, early round two, making some players available that necessarily wouldn't be? Because look, for everybody who wants to talk about wide receivers and you know getting them in here, and obviously this has kind of been the NFL wide receiver offseason up until this point. It looks like maybe it's still continuing to go on. You gotta have guys that can try to stop these guys, guys that can cover them, and that's where these corners and safeties come in so huge. Yeah, I think it is going to be a wide receiver because um, the way this offseason is going for paying wide receivers has been the surplus value that you get when you take a, a wide receiver in the first round or, or is in the draft early is so much greater than like, say, like if you were to take, you know, Tyler Lindenbaum in, in the top upper first round picks or whatever, he would instantly become like a top 10 paid uh, uh, center in the in the NFL if he were to be taken that high. But with wide receiver, you can take these guys and they're like way down the list in terms of how, how they're going to get paid. Um, you know, right now, I think we have like six guys that we rate as first round prospects um, in, in this draft. And I think, you know, at, at the top of the draft, you're probably going to see some tackles go. Um, like the edge rushers will go because of, of the, you know, the premium that they have on that. And then at, at back end, you get you start getting into the 20s where probably you probably get like Jameson Williams, you get uh, Chris Olave, Sky Moore, George Pickens, Traylon Burks, Jahan Dotson, that you get even Christian Watson. That's where I think this this run might start. You'd hope that um, obviously with the Browns have a need, need at the wide receiver position outside of Amari Cooper right now, you'd hope that the, for, for the Browns sake that, you know, it's not, they, that they fall and actually it's a different run on, on, a, on a different position, but I think it's going to be the wide receiver <laughs> position. Um, and I think that was – and maybe this is part of what the NFL offseason taught us. Look, because there was only – you know, for some of these guys that ended up moving teams, with the amount of money that you had to reinvest in after you actually acquired these guys, it became a case of, you know, teams can or teams can't. Certainly te- – some teams certainly just didn't have the financial resources to even say, oh, well, Devontae Adams is available. Well, that's great. He wants a contract extension. Well, guess what, guys? There's nothing we can do about that. Um, You look at the Browns move for Amari Cooper, and every wide receiver move that goes down right now, the Browns move for Amari Cooper starts to look a little bit better with each move. What they had to give up in a fifth-round pick. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm trying to be nice here to 31 other teams, John. But the point is, with each one, you gave up a fifth-round pick, and you haven't touched his money. You were able to – you haven't given him any more money, I should say. And you were also able to manipulate the money to give you a lot more flexibility. Meanwhile, you have teams like the Dolphins who put in so much. And, look, it's not a disrespect to a Tyree Kill or a Devontae Adams. It's just the fact that the Browns got their guy for what is going to amount to you know a draft choice that could be a kicker or a punter, for God's sakes. Yeah, think about this too, right? So the the – Obviously, wide receivers are very important, and Tyreek Hill is arguably the best in the NFL, and he has, like, the biggest trump card for sure in the NFL with his his ability. Um, and, and Devontae Adams is an absolute stud. These guys are are, are that good, but really what, what makes you go 
is the quarterback. And so like with Tua, you don't really have a, a sure thing in Tua there. Um, you don't, he, he probably, he probably, you know, I think he's, he's just like an, at best an average dude. Um, you, you know, teams, teams want to build up, you want to build up your team and around your quarterback, but if you don't have that top eight guy, like that doesn't really matter. Um, and you know, in terms of like, if, if you're going to be able to, to make it to the Super Bowl and win it. So I think with, um, you know, the Browns, obviously you have Deshaun Watson now, who's a, you know, arguably a top five quarterback in the NFL. That's what gets you over the top. He's going to make Donovan Peoples Jones better. He's going to make Anthony Schwartz better. He's going to make the Demetri Felton better, whoever else they bring in, he's going to make them look better than what they have in the past, because that's what elite level quarterbacks do. And when you have that, if you don't have that elite level quarterback, that the, the ability of that wide receiver is then, you know, stymied a bit because the quarterback has to get that guy the ball. So yeah, the Browns of, uh, you know, with Amari Cooper, is he as good as Tyree kill and, and Devontae Adams? No, but he's still, he's still a, a, a top tier uh, wide receiver in the NFL and can do um, what you need him to do. And he's going to produce at a, at a very high level. No question about it. No cheaper. question about it. That's, that's what it matters. Fifth round pick, baby. Fifth round pick. Now, John, I, I want to close with this here. Um, obviously, for the Browns here, you know, very, very hard to dictate, you know, what would be available. You know, you're going to have to sit through the first 32 picks. Um, then you have to basically sit through the, almost that 20-hour period of, you know, all right, let's restack the board. Who's there? Who's available? Give me one on the offensive side of the ball, one on the defensive side of the ball. Best Browns possible scenarios of players being available at 44. George Pickens on number on wide receiver offense that you knew I was going to say it and I've been saying it for months but John's been on this for dude, about eight weeks now so the dude would be a, uh, a a top end of the first round pick if it wasn't for him getting his torn ACL in, in the spring he that he was able to come back uh six months after a torn ACL and and looked pretty good in the national title game and, and down the stretch even though he only they limited his usage to the 63 snaps um the dude is a physical freak He's got the size that you want. He's got the the speed that you want. He's arguably got the best hands and ball tracking ability with this ability to to win on contested catches and on, and have the good body control and wherewithal of knowing where the sideline is. So for me, offensively, um, I'm I'm going with George Pickens there, who would be the ideal pick for the Browns. Um, you know, in in that second round, likely they would. You know, Andrew Barry likes to trade up. In that second round, he's done it both years. Um, he'd be a guy that you'd absolutely want to go for. Now, when it comes to the defensive side, I can go a couple different ways here, right? Like, so like I like Arnold uh, Ebiketti. Is that how you pronounce his last name? From uh, edge rusher from Penn State. Um, I would have him as a first round grade in this in this class. Um, I think he's he's uber athletic. Yeah, he's a bit older. Um, I know he's a bit older, but he is an absolute stud. He's got a pass rush repertoire. He's explosive. He's and and everything you want from an edge defender. Uh, So he is a bit older in that regard. Um, But then if you don't go with a um, for him, and I mean you could you could go, um, you know Drake Drake Jackson is is a good quality edge rusher there from USC. Um, he's got a, he's got a Trump card where he's just got, he's got an incredible ability to bend the edge, uh, and win. Uh, he's got to get a lot of, uh, technique down for sure, because he doesn't, he essentially wins with his athleticism 
to get around those uh, Pac-12 offensive tackles and stuff. But um, Arnold Epichetti would be my number one choice there if he were to fall and and have from a defensive standpoint. Um, what are your thoughts on on those two sides of the ball? I think it's for me. I I think Edge is the one that you know people are underestimated because the point is, is defensive tackle. The Browns have gone this route with Jordan Elliott, with Tommy Togiai. So to go ahead and basically spend another pick here and just say, okay, well, this guy's going to be different than the first two. I think that's one of those things where, you know what, we maybe made this mistake or haven't seen it come to fruition like we had hoped. So last thing we're going to do is going to go spend here again. I'm not saying they won't draft a defensive tackle, but drafting one with the thought process of, well, this will be the guy that can help immediately certainly is the issue. So for me, it's without questioning. I think it's edge, and there are all those names within that realm. George Pickens, wide receiver, you know, Christian Watson, if he does slide at 23, those are guys that I think are going to make instant impact. And I think for me, the one thing that stands out about Pickens, and it's not just his play, is it's really rare when you talk about a wide receiver and say, well, if something breaks out or a skirmish breaks out, <laughs> it's going to be because of a wide receiver. But George Pickens is absolutely that dude, takes no nonsense from anybody and brings a, you know, an attitude, a, you know, you're, you know, this is not going to happen to us. There will be no cheap shotting because obviously, you know, George Pickens has zero issue getting in. And it's interesting because I know Lance Erland yesterday thought that maybe George Pickens, as much as people are trying to mock him in around one, he's a guy that might drop to the forties, which, Hey, Lance, I love it. Music to my ears. I have zero issues. If he becomes somewhere available, maybe say four. 34. That'll certainly work here. Um, but it'll be fun to watch, obviously, you know, round one for Browns fans. Uh, maybe just sit back, enjoy the process, and root for as many quarterbacks and offensive tackles as possible to go in round one. Maybe even quarterbacks, too. Um, so I'll hope for all of those things to go down in the top 32. He is John Costco from PFF. We'll try to get John in here one more time before we kick this all off next Thursday. Always appreciate John's insight. We got some thoughts here. And the new additions and Isaac Rochelle, Javon Wins, and Stephen Weatherby. Um, and of course, here, you know, some final uh, your thoughts here as we're getting closer and closer, one week away from the 2022 NFL draft. Make sure you're following at John Costco3, myself at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, throw a follow over there, uh, the show itself at Lockdown Browns. Um, follow back account, DMs are open. We appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen day in, day out, whatever podcast platform you use. Make sure you're following, subscribe to the show, five star ratings written reviews with that this has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound lgb on the lob let's go browns